data analytics is a critical component. We're no longer in the day of, oh, we had 500 people come and sit in the seat. So yay, (laughs) you know, now we do surveys. Hi, everyone. I'm Ankush, founder at Eventable.com, the world's first platform for event reviews. And I'm also the host of the Building Awesome Events podcast. Our guest today wears many hats. She's an event strategist. She's a speaker, board member, and the director of experiential marketing at VMware. You know, I don't even know what to say, but I'm hoping that we'll, we'll get into some of these things as, you know, as we get into it. Um, allow me to welcome Alison Kruger to the show. Thank you, Ankush. And thank you, everybody, for joining Yes, absolutely, Alison. Pleasure to have you with us. You know, as I tell all my guests, let's start from the very beginning. I think I should trademark that line. Love saying that. Let's start from the very beginning. Uh, first of all, Alison, let me say I love your LinkedIn bio. You know, I was just taking a look at it where you talk about your childhood and through to forming your guiding principles. You know, let me just say that is so refreshing and so uncommon to see on a LinkedIn page. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that's reflective of your candor as a person. What made you actually write all of that on a, on a LinkedIn page? Yeah, um, you know, at this point in my career, um, I've decided to not only tell people what I do, but Mm -hmm. also share with them who I am. And I I felt like it was a great opportunity. I love LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is a wonderful um, platform. And I have a coach because I also am a coach and I have coaches um, who also helped me really put that material together and use the about section to be more about me. Whereas the rest of my LinkedIn page, you know, is pretty much about what I do. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, that's, you know, it's literally the first time I've seen, you know, I was like blown away. Wow. And I highly recommend to anyone listening to this uh, to go over to Alison's LinkedIn page and just read her bio. What also struck me, Alison, was that you spent a long five years across your first couple of jobs, the bond buyer and information management network. How did you make the choice so early on to make a career in conferences and to stick with it? And, you know, what are some of the attributes you felt that you had which meshed uh, so well with a conference production job? Yeah, I was... um... I was working in finance. What I don't have on LinkedIn is a good 10 years of actually being in finance. Yeah. Yeah, Um, So I was on Wall Street and then I went to business school and then I was like, I don't want to go back to Wall Street. So I worked for a boutique shop in public finance and Mm -hmm. I was, and then I worked for New York City government. And it was at in New York City, um, back my hometown, uh, where I was sitting one day and I looked at our daily publication. It was called The Bond Buyer. And they were looking for a person who had a finance background, but wanted to get into marketing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had already come to the conclusion that I was not going to stay in finance because my bosses were very numerical. They were very, um, they designed everything um, in numbers. They came up with new bond structures. And I was not that like I could Mm -hmm. execute a program, close a bond deal, but I couldn't come up with new structures. So I wasn't going to go very far. And when I saw this advertisement in our daily newspaper, I was like, that's me. Like that's, that is exactly me. And, you know, thank you. I, I've got, yeah, yeah. I got the, I got the job yeah. and that started my career in conference production. And what has kept me in it is yeah. that it stimulates 
Well, one, I find my um, artistic kind of <laughs> yeah. vibe in it. Yeah. It's yeah. constantly changing. I love the content side of it particularly because it intellectually stimulates me to learn about new things constantly. Yeah. Right. Um, so intellectually stimulating, I find my kind of um, artistic uh, avenue in it. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that it's kind of like a show. Right? You, yeah, you get, get it all together, you get it all together, you get it all together, curtain goes up, you perform yeah. it, curtain goes down, yeah. next. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Wonderful. I didn't even know that you had 10 years before all of this. And, you know, that is some, uh, yeah. you know, career. <laughs> and, uh, I started and, at 10. <laughs> yeah. Seems like that, yeah. And, <laughs> and for the paucity of time, and there's so much, let me just now cut forward another decade to NVIDIA. You know, where you were tasked to produce, saying 1,500 live conference sessions, 150 booth theater sessions, and 100 webinars. And how do you stay on top of a portfolio like that? Yeah, it takes a team. Yeah. Um, so luckily, both NVIDIA and, and now VMware and, and many of the other people that I work with on the Event Content Council, which we'll talk about in a little bit, you know, we have teams of people. These are not yeah. small events that one mm -hmm. person or two people do. But I myself, just as event, event content lead, have a team of five. Mm -hmm. So in order to pull off that many sessions and that many different um, speakers and manage all of that, we have a strong team and we also use agencies. So right. it's a multi-million dollar mm -hmm. operation. Yeah. <laughs> this Absolutely. is not a small mm -hmm. business. It's a big business investment. It's not a small business opportunity. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's exhausting listing down so many things that you're presently a part of, Alison, presently uh, director of experiential marketing at VMware, speaker and event strategy coach and founder of the event, the content council. You know, can I just leave it up to you to walk me through a little bit of how you prioritize and juggle your time between these, you know, different areas? Absolutely. I spend most of my time in my full-time gig, right? I give right. them yeah. as much as possible so that I yeah. can perform well and make sure my team is, has a manager who's engaged mm -hmm. and directs them well. And um, because of all the years that I've spent in event content on the independent production side, on the live journalism side, and now the corporate uh, user conference side, I have a wealth of information that people are willing and wanting to tap into. So I love speaking and I love sharing that. And um, so I love being a speaker. And yeah. in terms of helping, I don't do a lot of coaching for any kind of financial gain. I just help people now, um, right. help them with their strategy and taking mm -hmm. their event strategy and aligning it with their event content strategy. I find that's mm -hmm. the niche um, that yeah. I fulfill. And Absolutely. about five, four years ago, my boss at the time, Linda Britt, supported me when I went to her and said, hey, I keep going to these industry events for corporate event marketers, and they don't talk about what I do. Nobody uh -huh. talks about event content. Can yeah. I start something? She's like, good idea. And she put me in touch with another woman named Erica Spore, who runs a uh -huh. group called Impact Point Group. And yeah. together, we had our first what we now call event content council meeting. And we, you know, we've we've evolved since then. We've had about 80 members, everybody, you know, Google, Microsoft, Salesforce, Splunk, Oracle, Cisco, you know, the big tech guys, and also yep. Dow Jones and Fortune. So we're broadening it to um, a lot of different industries and we focus on event content. We meet monthly and we yep. talk about all things event content. 
So, so when you say event content, I mean, does that encompass um, programming? You know, how, you know, what is, what is sort of the framework? It is everything from, you know, curating or doing a call for proposals or whatever you do in order to get your content in, yeah. working with the subject matter experts or review mm-hmm. teams to decide on from what you got in, you know, funnel down to what you're going to actually accept. Once you've yeah. accepted all that content, it includes all the speaker management Mm-hmm. Um, it includes all the presentation review. It right. includes all of the legal reviews and yep. all the other things that corporate does. Um, and then it also includes the production. So you're deciding right. on what rooms, where they are, how big are they, you know, yeah. your attendance just spiked or dropped. What are you going to yep. do with your rooms? What are you going to do with your session? That's in person. So that, and now on top of it, we also deal with our digital content too Absolutely. so now we're doing two you know we're doing double the work basically because yeah. now with the digital um, arm that we have we, we need to develop content specifically for that distribution as well absolutely and um, you know fascinating to know and you know my interest is on the review side of things because obviously you know that's uh, we're running a review platform for events where does that feedback cycle feed into you know event content uh, and some of the things that you just described. I mean, it all has to end with getting in the feedback from the participants, uh, right? So what are some of the mechanisms yes. to do that? And how does that help improve, um, you know, the next edition? Yeah, it's very important. And I think all of us uh, see that data and uh, data analytics is a, a critical component. We're no longer in the day of, oh, well, we had 500 people come and sit in the yep. seat. So, yay! <laughs> yeah. You know, now we do surveys. Um, luckily, yep. we've been very fortunate at VMware to have a very high response rate. But these are internal surveys, right? right? Yeah. Um, so we take that data, we analyze it, we really see what they liked, what they didn't like. We mm-hmm. do focus groups as well, mm-hmm. both after the event, at the event, before right. the event. We're always right. trying to be in touch with our community. Um, yeah. So, you know, when I see a platform like Eventable, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fabulous because yeah. it is the data that we need, right? In order Absolutely. to continually deliver an event yeah. that attendees want to go to. Absolutely. And I think it's just, it's, it's another channel, you know, you might get your data internally by running a survey or a focus group and Eventable might surface some newer insights, you know, so when you all put it together, I mean, ultimately the goal is to help an organizer, you know, put on a better show the next time around. Absolutely. And I think I can see where, you know, we get about 12% of our total attendees to actually Mm -hmm. spill out our survey. So one, we have a huge market that hasn't really, and this could tap into that marketplace. And also, if we looked at who had a lot of to say, both internally from our yeah. surveys and on Inventable, maybe those become people that we also pull into a focus group to go a yeah. little deeper, a little dive, yeah. a little deeper dive. So yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, I absolutely. think it's wonderful. You know, the reason that we are doing it in an external environment is that our hope is that uh, future attendees, prospective attendees are influenced by some of the things that they read on a neutral platform, you know, which is not the case with an internal survey. Internal survey is not going anywhere. I mean, it stays in a closed room. But we want you to influence your market, you know, hopefully in a positive way, in a real way by saying that these are some of the great things that we put on. Right? I and love so it. Some- I was just going to say, I think about Glassdoor, right? And, I, and yeah. I love Glassdoor. I love yeah. being able to hear what people have really said about yeah. an organization that I might be thinking about joining, you know? So, yeah, uh, yeah I can see Absolutely. Eventable being just like that. Great. Alison, let's come back to, you know, what you said is your full-time gig right now. 
uh, and talk about that a little bit. So outline for me what VMware's event strategy and portfolio looks like uh, on the proprietary and third-party side, and what are some of the key corporate objectives around both of these? Yeah, we have, um, for those who are familiar with uh, VMware yep. and our annual user conference, you know, we mm -hmm. did change the name last year from yep. a 20 plus year old VM world to, yep. right, to VMware Explore. Mm -hmm. And the name change was indicative, kind of a, a, a way that the company has changed, which is really to be the center of the multi-cloud universe. And with that mandate from our CEO all the way through, we really do have a portfolio of proprietary and third-party events that supports that. So our annual user conference is grounded in making sure that we have industry thought leadership, as well as subject matter experts and product mm -hmm. focus that really right. centers on our multi-cloud prominence. Yeah. And our third party events are focused on that too. You know, you'll mm -hmm. see us at reInvent. You'll see us right. at Google Next, Cloud Next. Yeah. You'll right. see us at Mobile World Congress. You know, you'll see us at the places where yeah. that kind of presence is really important to get our messaging out. Mm -hmm. You will also see us digitally doing things like our uh, cross-cloud services moments, which gets a lot of views. You'll see us doing our McLaren yeah. kind of sponsorship, yeah. you know, wow. which yeah. gets our name out much oh, more. So we're, yeah. yeah, so there's a definite red thread through all of the uh, proprietary yeah. and third-party events and sponsorships mm -hmm. that VMware hosts. Right. And how would you, you know, now view a virtual strategy versus an in-person and, you know, so what's your go-to and, and for what reasons now? So, and rightly so, I believe that both are important. And what we, what we look at, though, is that they're kind of dials. Mm -hmm. And for our in-person events, there's a focus on, you know, the higher touch, maybe the more top of funnel kind of uh, customer. <laughs> if, you have yeah. a, if you have a pyramid of customers, it's kind of like yeah. that top. That top tier it takes a lot of money to put on an in-person event. So we want to make sure that we're delivering the content we need to Absolutely. that level of customer. Yep. And then we use our digital platform and our digital strategy to re reach the broader base where we're really looking for views and, and numbers. Absolutely. So we definitely are strategic about how yeah. we implement our event portfolio. Great. And, um, you know, that brings us to our next question, Alison, from a tech perspective, and just because, you know, there are like a gazillion tech platforms out there today, you know, all pandemic incubated babies, uh, what's the one you rely on the most for your virtual events and, and why? And, you know, you don't have to answer it. We have some folks who, who choose to answer, some don't want to answer, you know, because they think they're going to be hit up by all of these guys. But if you have a favorite, then, you know, let us know. Well, my answer is we kind of do our own. We ended up not landing on using a virtual platform in 2020, 21. And even now we may change, you know, we may, but we use, we use Rain Focus as mm -hmm. our content management registration platform. And yeah. that's one of the reasons is because the API to so many other things. Right. So we were able to kind of have a Rain Focus platform with a Bright Cove plugin, um, you know, pigeonhole Q and A. Right. Like we, we put the pieces all together, a best in class yeah. kind of right. strategy, um, as opposed to landing on just one platform that we use. Right. But that may change in years to come, but that is mm -hmm. uh, how we have done it in the past. Yeah. It's good to know. And, you know, if it's working for you, then, you know, just I think stick with it is probably the best way. Yeah. And so in terms of traditional marketing, um, Alison, how do you create awareness for your events? 
what are some of the channels that you think was you know sort of work best around audience acquisition or working in the demand pipeline is this a cross functional activity which i'm assuming it is and how involved are you personally with this it is an absolutely a cross functional um strategy and from an audience acquisition standpoint with the event marketing team mm-hmm. our most successful channel is email <laughs> like oh. a good old school email and i think that's because we have a very large you know 20 plus years of doing this event we have a very large database of previous attendees Absolutely. and so as they move around you know mm-hmm. we yeah. kind of they follow us and we follow yeah. them we our attendance is usually 50-50 50% new 50% repeat so yeah. you know email is very successful and we want to reach new audiences all the time Absolutely. so we yep. need to be in contact with our campaign marketing mm-hmm. our go to market group mm-hmm. absolutely in sync with them to be a part of the entire marketing channel so yep. that we're not just emailing about the event but we're being mentioned in you know the cross cloud multi cloud yep. services moments uh yep. the email campaign that the business group about networking and security is sending out you know like it's a constant um conversation that's being mentioned Yeah. Absolutely absolutely. Alison um she you know let me just ask you this if someone wants to join your team what are some of the key attributes that you would be looking for I can imagine that you know you seem like a fun person to be working uh, for right so I I don't see any problems and you know just tell us I mean what are some of the attributes or some of the kind of people that you look for Yeah we definitely look for people who are committed to yeah. this event industry it's a tough industry Um and not that we don't want people who are new to it. We definitely love new college grads who think that this is what they want and being able to come in and yeah. really give them that experience is important to us. And we also really like people who are very experienced in it, know what to do and at the different levels, you know, that we are right. able to hire for, it is dependent upon that. Um we've had mm-hmm. some really great success with some recent new college grad hires who are just yeah. mm-hmm. knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And we are actually looking for a person regarding um, you know, our digital strategy and that is probably yeah. a more senior person who has some experience in the right. events industry specific to digital platform and mm-hmm. uh, digital content delivery. That's amazing and you know I can see your uh, LinkedIn inbox uh, filling up quite quickly. Um you know what's for live this so uh, yeah don't 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 blame us for that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> finally Alison you know this is something that we touched upon earlier this also happens to be a final question for you. um you know you know that we're the world's first review platform for business conferences and our goal is uh, really to help event marketers further their brands through the power of social proof and community marketing so what does social proof mean to you specifically and how important is that in your arsenal i mean do you think your attendees really care about it you know i, I got to admit when i saw that question i was like social proof what's yeah. that Yeah. And so I looked it up but then when you demonstrated what it is and I went to yeah. the platform and I'm like yes of course I think this is a wonderful opportunity for yeah. our events to be shown to many more people for the goodness right. that it provides. I yeah. just see it as a wonderful way to yeah. demonstrate all the work we've done without us saying it, right? So yeah. the proof says no the community is mm-hmm. saying this people just like me are saying yeah. this is a great oh okay i need to check it out 
Absolutely. And it, it's good and uh, to hear that from you, Alison, and, you know, makes us feel good about ourselves as well. Thank you for that. And, uh, you know, with that, we conclude our uh, podcast for today. Thank you so much, Alison, for joining us. It's been a real pleasure having you. And, you know, we hope you do find that digital strategy person that you're looking for. And we hope to speak with you soon. Well, thank you, Ankushan. Good luck with you with Eventable. I definitely will mention it to all of the Event Content yeah. Council members as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alison. Thank you.